Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of Mormon Mompreneur. You are with Michelle, your host for today, and we are thrilled to have as our guest, Summer Belessa. Um, I'm so excited for you to get to know her, and she's amazing. I'm going to tell you about her. At four years old, in fashion capitals like Paris, Hamburg, New York, Miami, London, and Tokyo, those experiences as a model opened her eyes to the world outside her hometown of Chicago Heights, Illinois. Her metamorphosis from model into entrepreneur began as she effortlessly brought creative and talented people together to do great things as an editor for Eliza Magazine as an art director. Today, Summer produces and hosts the Girls with Glasses show, an online variety talk show about fashion, entertainment, heart, and motherhood, right? We are so excited to have Summer with us today. Welcome, Summer. Thank you so much for having me. So there is a lot to talk about with you, right? You're, you've been a fashion model. You have your own magazine. Now you're with doing a the Girls with Glasses show, which is so like one of my favorite things. So, oh, um, <laughs> so can we thank kind you. of just start at the beginning? Um, I guess sure. the beginning for you is four years old. What the heck? That's yeah. <laughs> So tell us about growing up as a model and then like the whole, your journey. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, my mom got me into modeling when I was little and she had a friend that was getting her kids into modeling and, and my mom's friend had some modeling experience. So she's like, Hey, it would be a fun thing for you to do. So my mom wasn't the typical like stage mom. I would say she was just kind of like, <laughs> Oh, this will be fun. And I actually, um, was really great at it. When you're little, you really just have to like getting your picture taken and follow directions. And if you can do that, they're like, <laughs> let's, all right. <laughs> Let, that's, all, you know, that's all you need. You have to be cute. You have to just smile and do directions. My kids yeah. would, don't, they don't do that. So sorry. Well, and <laughs> my, my siblings, my mom tried to get my other siblings into it too. And they just didn't, they didn't like it. They, and they, had a lot of energy and ran around and jumped all over and it just didn't work out for their I mean like most kids I think there's only a certain type that you know can, can make yeah. good <laughs> models and then I happened to be tall enough when I was 15 <laughs> I got back into it and modeling is such a very specific size requirement I think if you're not a certain height and you're not a certain measurements then it just isn't really it's not really a good fit and so I just happened to be those measurements and was able to start doing it full time. I uh, graduated from high school early and all my summer breaks and um, any break I could find, I would go travel and, and work and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was definitely eye opening and I saw a lot of things that probably a 16 year old shouldn't be exposed <laughs> to. 
Um, but at the same time, I feel like it really strengthened who I am as a woman and what I believe in by seeing a lot of a lot of places and a lot of different lifestyles. So was your mom with you or did you just go? Are you tell me about that? Um, yeah, so I would say when I turned 16 and got my driver's license, I started going on auditions by myself and going on jobs by myself. Um, my family, we, I don't come from a lot of money. And so my first trip to Japan, my parents couldn't pay, you know, $2,000 to, to go with me and take off work. I had other siblings my mom had to be with. So she trusted me enough to go by myself and, um, so yeah, I had the opportunity wanted me to miss those opportunities that I was being able to uh, travel and do these. What did you learn from th- those experiences besides um, like who you are? But how do you how did those experiences shape like who you are now and and what you're doing now like as an entrepreneur? I have to point. That is a complicated question. <laughs> I think it for sure obviously has, and I think it's more of. Sometimes I think there's people want like big, huge things to happen in your life to point you in directions. And I think with modeling, it was more like little things, meeting photographers, meeting other models, being on set so much, understanding how sets work that gave me the confidence to start Eliza magazine. And um, after starting Eliza magazine, I had art directed and worked with publishers and pitched myself to Barnes and Noble and had done all these things that allowed me to then go to girls with glasses and have, you know, a set of tools that I I didn't have when I started when I was 16 modeling. Um, So it was a gradual progression of being around really creative people, seeing how they do things, seeing how things work and, you know, eventually getting the confidence to do things on my own and do more things and, Uh, you know, eventually getting the confidence to do things on my own and do more things. And yeah, and I I think the internet played a huge role, obviously, in me and Brooke meeting and deciding we wanted to do something that, you know, modeling and music industry, which my business partner, Brooke, was in, it's uh, not the most family friendly. And so we, we really wanted to do something together that we would eventually be able to have families. And when we started the girls with glasses, we didn't have kids yet. And we thought, Oh, well, there's this thing called YouTube, we could put some videos up on it. And see if maybe we get picked up for a TV show eventually or what we didn't even know that people could really make a living on YouTube. And fast forward, I mean, we had to do it really hard for three and four years uh, before we started making money. And then now it's our main source of income. Like this is what we do for a living. Which is awesome, right? Because it's yeah. fun. I what mean, fun. well, it looks fun. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun, but it does have a lot of work <laughs> yeah. that goes with it. But yeah, as long as, you know, there's a big chunk that's fun, I think it can be really re- rewarding. So how did you two meet? Like how did you get with Brooke? Because you were doing your magazine, she was, where was she at that point? Was she, has she done American Idol or? We actually met, I want to say 13 years ago. Oh, wow. And I had, so in between modeling and Eliza magazine, I had a clothing line. When I got married (laughs) in the temple. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going on auditions and I just felt like I couldn't find anything. It was in the era of Britney Spears and low rise jeans and halter tops. And I'm super tall and I'm like, <laughs> none of these clothes I can wear. So I was wearing t-shirt, like gap favorite tees and jeans everywhere because I couldn't find anything. So I ended up making a few dresses and then had friends ask if I could make a few extra, which turned into a little dress line, which I put on MySpace and Brooke found it. She had a music MySpace. This really <laughs> dates us. Really, really dates us. Can you tell but, our younger audience what MySpace is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> or dinosaurs. <laughs> Um, but so she saw my clothing line and there was a dress she liked and was like, it's all modest. Are you Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of how our friendship started. And she would email me if she needed a web designer or a photographer. And, you know, we just kind of had this online friendship. I, I started doing these flea markets in LA called she markets with all my girlfriends that's fun. <laughs> and I would sell my clothes and I'd have friends selling art and jewelry that they're making. And Brooke would come and bring her keyboard and play her songs of her first EP and sell it there. Oh my goodness. That's so that was fun. The next, <laughs> yeah, the next step of our friendship. And then um, after American, so then she went on American Idol and did awesome. And it was really fun to watch her. I put her on the cover of Eliza. And so again, we you know, reconnected and, and, uh, I had her on the cover and we kind of always kept in touch and wanted to do something eventually. And she says she had this strong feeling like I need to call summer Belessa. We need to do something. And the day she called me, actually, I was moving from LA. We had given up our place and we were going to Arizona to take a little break and, um, help my mom move into, move a bunch of stuff into a house there. And we started Girls of Glasses the day I moved to Arizona <laughs> from California, which is where she was living. And luckily her parents live in Arizona and my mom lives in California. So I would come and visit my mom and we had a lot of work stuff that we'd be in town for anyway. And whenever she came out to Arizona to visit with her family, we would do a video and we shoot them, we shoot a bunch in a row and then put them out. And we had really no idea what we were doing those early years of YouTube. <laughs> Who knew what we they were doing? Made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun and, and we made it happen. So, And now it's a big deal and you're loving it and you're making yep. parodies. They're the best, right? <laughs> yeah, we have so much fun making our parodies and doing videos and... Um, yeah, and it's really, a, from the skills that I've picked up and the different things I've done, it's really a perfect fit of what, what I do already and what's in my toolbox. So are you still doing Eliza Magazine? Or is that your baby or have you passed it off? Or I have passed it off. I had to kind of make it, when, when Girls of Glasses started building steam, I was having babies also <laughs> and I had to choose. What do I really want to, that's what I love about having babies too, is I feel like it really streamlines you because your time is not your own anymore. You are sharing that time with, you know, these amazing people <laughs> that you get to raise. And I really had to decide, all right, what do I really want to do? And Eliza was a ton of work for not a lot of money. And Girls With Glasses was becoming less work for more money. I'm like, that 
kind of makes more sense right now. And so I gave up Eliza and just focused on girls with glasses. I also was doing some like commercial and modeling still. So what would you tell a mompreneur who has, because I feel like this is a common thread with entrepreneurs is that we have 10 things going at once. I have a lot, like, you know, like it's really hard to say no to things. So what advice would you give to our listeners who maybe are in a similar space where they're like, oh my gosh, I have five kids. That's what I said last week. I was like, what the heck is happening? I have five kids. I gotta, (laughs) I gotta streamline my life. (laughs) Amazing. Five kids. Yeah. So what advice, yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who has to make that decision or, you know, is trying to choose whether having a business is what they should be doing right now when they're being a mom too? Yeah, for me, I think it really comes down to first knowing what kind of life you want, what kind of lifestyle you want to lead. I don't want to lead a lifestyle that I feel crazy all the time or like I'm uh, always dropping balls or, um, you know, not meeting what I've said yes to. So that for me drives me to say no to a lot of things. But I think I try to say yes to the important things. Um, I did this one video for Girls With Glasses about priorities too. And I I got it from like a Sunday school lesson, I'm sure. But um, I started with, you know, thinking about what the most important things are. You have a mason jar and you put the most important things in first. You know, my family, making a living, um, my spiritual life. And then you kind of fill it from there. I think um, knowing what those like three or four major things are that you want to make sure that don't slide to the end or, you know, fall off the cliff, um, what those are so that you make sure you're doing those first. If traveling is really important to you, you need to make sure that that's, you know, in that list and that you're, you know, planning for that. Or if starting a business is that you're planning that time, but giving away, giving up a few things that, you know, it's really hard when it's good, great, and best things that you're you're choosing between. But I think um, really saying no to things that aren't helpful and having a team around you. I know um, I would never be able to do what I do if I didn't have my husband, who he's a freelance filmmaker, so he does independent film. And so his schedule is really great that he'll be – you know, on set for a few days or a month and then he's off and he's got lots of free time so that we kind of take turn. And when he's on a conference call, I grab the kids and we go do something when I'm shooting or, you know, have a photo shoot, he takes the kids and, or he's great. He'll bring our babies to me while I'm nursing so that I can nurse and work. Like I would never be able to do that if, I didn't have such amazing help around me. We also, when we shoot girls with glasses, we try to do it during preschool and kindergarten. So we only shoot Mondays, um, like 10 to 12 when it's our regular schedule. So we've committed to that's what we're doing. Sometimes we have to do more because we get certain sponsors and, uh, we have to shoot all day and then we have help. We have babies, usually two babysitters come for her clan and for my clan and, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that. We love them close. I love having my kids. We tra- I travel with them all over. I love having them on set as long as it's safe and, and there's fun <laughs> things that they can do <laughs> off, you know, to the side. But then they can run in or if they need me, 
that's a, another great thing about working with another mom that understands what you're going through. And Brooke and I, we both just had babies. So we both sometimes were like, maybe we should have thought this through a little. <laughs> Timed it better. <laughs> yeah. We, maybe we, you know, I could have picked up a little slack while she was pregnant and then vice versa. But it just so happened that we both were pregnant. And the benefit is she understands where I'm coming from. If we need to take nursing breaks, we take nursing breaks. Um, yeah, it can be hard sometimes, but I really like doing it together and being in it together. I think it helps us understand and be flexible. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of, it seems like things are, what does it say? Working together for your good, right? You have a, an amazing husband, but his schedule is great for you, you know, and Brooke is the right partner, you know, she was inspired yeah. <laughs> to call you up and say, I know you're busy moving across country, yeah. <laughs> but let's yeah, start She didn't this. know I was moving. Yeah. She, if she would have called me a day later, we wouldn't have been able to meet and oh, we probably wouldn't have been, we probably wouldn't have started girls with classes, at least not at that juncture. And I think another thing with us working together that was definitely inspired is more than anything else, I think we both needed a good friend through super hard stuff that we've been going through. And so I think Heavenly Father knew, yeah, we can, you know, you can make a living for your family and, and help out your finances, but also like you guys are going to be really great friends and be able to be there for each other during really hard times. I like love that because I think that you guys probably go through very specific um, hard times with like the industries that you're in and just that kind of stuff too, that you could understand each other is pretty amazing. Right? Yeah. I think it's funny, like even something that doesn't seem like it would be as big of a deal, like modesty is really hard in our industries and keeping your standards can be hard. Um, we just did a, a photo shoot for a company that I won't name, but, um, <laughs> they're very wholesome and so we kind of had to, together, we kind of have to find this path, pave our own path of what we feel comfortable doing, what we want to stand up and not do. Um, and I think it's great because we both know that we are strong members of the church and we love, um, we love, we want to be good members and we want to do our best and we want Heavenly Father to be proud of us and we want to be good examples. Um, but then in the reality of life, that can be really hard knowing there's a lot of shades of gray and it's not just black and white. You know, we're working with this company that's super wholesome and we had to kind of say, okay, here's where we are ourselves and we pick very specific things and we hold to this. We do not wear clothes that we wouldn't normally wear. Um, and then when they hire us to be models, because we know this company and we, um, we know it's not like, you know, some crazy lingerie company or <laughs> we know they're not going to put us in anything crazy as we're, when we're modeling, you know, we wear things that are still modest, but not necessarily what modest in our life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not temple. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's really no companies, very, very, very few that are up to that standard. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a hard standard. I mean, it is. It's very hard, complicated. Yeah. Tell me about how you um, maneuver that, like with with companies. Like, do you are you do you just say these are our standards and please listen to it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very very difficult thing because 
we found even when we're very straightforward and come out and say things like, hey, even if we're so upfront and we're like, hi, we're Mormon, we wear garments <laughs> under our clothes and we would like to not wear anything that would potentially show them, which are we need sleeves, nothing low cut and, you know, this right here on the knee. Um, even then we'll show up to a shoot and there'll be racks of strapless and sleeveless dresses. And there's just like a, a disconnect of what that really means. And then they'll, they'll say, Oh no, you guys are beautiful. Your bodies are beautiful. Like <laughs> this, you look so great in this dress. And we're like, we appreciate that. Um, but that's not what it's about. Like we've made this commitment and this is, you know, and it's hard too when you have a set uh, on set with 30 people and you have five people worrying about wardrobe and they have a boss that they're trying to make happy and we don't want them yeah. to like get in trouble. But obviously we don't want to change our standards with modeling. I had to deal with that constantly. And so for me, I had already been through it. I knew um, I had to make my decisions up before I got on set, obviously, because then you feel bad for all these people who, you know, I did a runway show once in, in New York and I got there and they hadn't have, they didn't have time to do fittings. And so they kind of were just throwing clothes on us and sending us out the runway. And one of the shirts they put on me was see-through and I had, I was only 18 or 19, but I had made up my mind like, Hey, I do not do see-through, which it's funny too, because like in my young women's group, I think I was thought of as very edgy because <laughs> I would do these high fashion photo shoots but then to my modeling agency, I was like such a prude. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, like. Just wear <laughs> really? some see-through stuff. I mean. Yeah, you're not going to do uh, bras and underwear. And I'm like, nope, sorry. You know, I, I had to really prayerfully decide exactly where I stood. And I had to not budge from that. Because the moment you get put in those situations, it's harder. Um, but yeah, it's still just. Every, every time we have a photo <laughs> shoot, it's that. We have to deal with that. And it's hard, too. I'm super tall. And so sometimes things look super short on me, too. And people get mad at me because they think I'm not wearing appropriate stuff. And I'm like, I promise you, my legs are just six inches longer than yours. <laughs> but, you know, we try our best and we try to be good examples. And at the end of the day, we feel we prayerfully decide these things. And... We know that Heavenly Father, that we're okay with Heavenly Father. So at the end of the day, any comments that come on both sides, we're like, you know, whether it's the stylist who thinks we're really annoying and <laughs> divas or, you know, someone who doesn't think we're modest enough, we just have to be okay with who we are. Yeah, I, I think that um, that's kind of what we always tell. Because there is a lot of things wherever you are, like in your life, you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm okay with God and whatever. Because I think even as like mompreneurs, I, wherever you are, like in your life, you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm okay with God and whatever. Because I think even as like mompreneurs, I think that people feel judged for not just being a mom or, you know, and you have to say, you know what, I feel like this is what I should do. And um, and like, then proceed with confidence. That's what we always say. Mm -hmm. Prayerfully consider and then proceed with confidence. So, yeah. And, yeah. And that's all you can do. Cause like you said, like you, 
you can't win on either side. No. So, so that runway show, they throw this see-through thing on me. I'm like, this is it. No, I'm not doing this. And they were so upset because they wanted this outfit to get on the runway. And they ended up, they never worked with me again because of it. And so it's not always a happy ending. And sometimes you have to do hard things. And But I think making up your mind, making your mind up before you get put in the situation has really helped me yeah. to be able to be confident. I, that's that's awesome and hard, hard that you're like, well, I guess, you know, you're not going to be asked by them again. That's yeah. But, but I feel like you're probably blessed in other ways, right? I, <laughs> I definitely know I have been. <laughs> um, so you do a lot. You are juggling a lot of things, kids, business, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what are you, what tips do you have for um, our listeners who are trying to do the same? Like how... What are your business tips or your like mom tips for juggling it all? I would say, well, one of my mom tips is maybe sometimes I know we all live on Instagram and sometimes the more you post on Instagram and Facebook, the more, you know, attention and followers you get. I would say one of my things that I do is I don't really care about how much I post or, I mean, we have business things for girls with glasses that we plan into our schedules and we obviously have to, we want to be great employee employers or employees. I guess we're not technically (laughs) freelance uh, people um, to our clients. We want to be responsible, but when it comes to like taking pictures of my kids and posting on Instagram, I'll go days without posting on Instagram and I don't, I try not to give myself that pressure at all to make my life look a certain way or do it on a regular basis. Sometimes I really feel like sharing and I do chat books, which I love. And I feel like I love documenting my life and I, I don't write in a journal. So I do use Instagram to be my journal, but some days I'm busy being a mom and, um, I had my little guy Rockwell, they're obsessed with their little, their brand new baby sister and they want to take pictures with her all the time and which I love and we do take a lot of pictures but sometimes I tell them you know hey let's just enjoy this moment together like we don't have to take a picture of it we can just enjoy it and I think that's a really good lesson um to teach our kids and to ourselves like we're just going to smell this flower we're not going to take a picture and post it um I think there's a lot of stress that comes just in keeping up and posting every day and trying to find something that we can post about and talk about. And I try not to get into that, to get onto that hamster wheel. (laughs) Because it doesn't do any good, does it? I mean, because you're saying that with girls in glasses, you actually have a strategy, you know, with your, and that's exactly how as a business we should be doing Instagram, not feeling like we have to post because we saw someone else post or not feeling that we have to post because we have it in three days. But right. it's like, I'm posting and I have scheduled it out. <laughs> I've thought yes. about it. And this is why I'm posting. I think that that is a, a great tip because it takes a lot of pressure off. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's apps too like Tailwind um, that you can you can pre post when you're in working hours for your business so that, cause it can get, especially if you are a blogger or doing something where you're the face of your company, I think, um, it get the lines become blurred on what's work and what's 
yours and what's family and being able to kind of post those specifically at a time when, you know, the kids are at school, I can plan to post those and then let that go when I'm being a mom in mommy land. Well, yeah, well, I took, um, I try to take an hour every week and just like plan it out and schedule it and be done. Mm -hmm. And there's so much freedom from that. Like just cause it's like, Oh, yep. I don't have to think about that again. Yes. And a lot less wasted time. <laughs> I, I do that with Facebook, too, because we, we, um, we try to post, uh, like, articles or funny pictures or, or interesting things on our Facebook, Girls With Glasses Facebook page, um, every other day just to help with our analytics and to just um, share funny things that we find. But it can be really stressful if you're like, every day I got to find something where I'll go find like five things and then schedule them out. And then I don't have to worry about it for a week or two. Yeah, that's a that's a great tip. And what I did, I realized that I was getting behind on that. And so I said, you know what? I'm not going to be on Instagram this week. And I'm just going to take, like, it's okay to just stop for a it second okay. and get yourself it ahead. Okay. Like, that's one thing I recently was like, what am I doing? Let's stop yeah. the I have a friend, she's like, I don't ever watch Insta stories, but I do with like with the girls with glasses and she's like, I love those girls. They're so fun and they're all, and they're very, you guys are very honest and with your real life and funny. Um, so I think that you really relate or people really relate with you guys because it is mom life, right? You guys, it's the Yeah, best. we're in it. <laughs> You're, you're in it to win it. So have you had opportunities in your business to share the gospel? Do you feel like, because you guys are different, I mean, you guys are modest and you are wholesome, you know, and you are moms. And so have you had opportunities to share the gospel through your business? Yeah, I think we, I think on our, on our personal Instagrams, even more than our girls with glasses, I think, um, I do a thing with my family every week. We post a picture called the family picture project where I'm just documenting our family. And I try to include a little, some, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm just like, here's the picture. We're lucky to even get this. <laughs> but sometimes I'll think of something that I really enjoy about church that day or something I learned or an experience that I'm having with my kids. And I'll try to make that the day that I do write something. And um, I, I feel like that's a really easy, simple way to let people know what I believe in and, um, and share part of what my lifestyle looks like by being a member of the church. Um, but I think also with our, our girls with glasses channel, I think our mission is to help women or people feel like they're not alone and that they can be happy. Like it's okay to be happy. And when people we'll go into meetings and, and chat with brands and brands, brands, influencers, our, our team over and over, we hear like, Oh, what we really love about your channel is it just makes us feel happy. And to us, that really, it really makes us happy because they don't really know what, what this happiness or why we exude this. And, um, it's, it's nice when people recognize, hey, this is something a little different than what's out there in the world and um, what th- we're trying to do. And and it's, you know, a huge compliment for us that people can kind of see that. And we hope that it does give other women 
you know, the ability to be like, it's okay to, to be happy. Like there's always going to be bad things happening and hard things in the world, but there also is going to be amazing, amazing moments and really fun things that you can do for other people. And, um, so I feel like even though we aren't as open, like blatant about, Hey, this we're Mormons and this is what we do. I think (laughs) our still shines through in the, in what we put out there. Oh, absolutely. And I think that you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to be like, wave your hands and look at us, we're Mormon. Cause that's it. That's not, um, a lot of times that's not helpful, but, but they can see the difference. And I love that. Um, I love that you celebrate motherhood. Like that's one of my favorite things is because yeah, there's that is sharing the gospel and people can see a difference. And anyway, so I, I love, love, love what you're doing. It's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so the question I like to wrap it all up with is, um, how have you seen the Lord's hand in your business? Have you had any like experiences where you're like, yeah, that is where the Lord really helped me out? I think first, whenever I start a business, I'm always very, very proud of wants me to do. I think he obviously sees the whole picture, the whole big picture. And so when I feel like I get an answer of yes, move forward or this is a great thing it gives me so much more confidence and I totally trust that it's going to be successful or at least lead me to something that I needed to either learn or experience or have in my life um so I would say from ever from modeling to dress line to Eliza to girls with glasses to whatever comes next I feel his hand in everything I do because I wait for that hand and I ask for that hand and I say please lead me in, in the direction that you want me to go, that I can do good. And that, and that is good for my family. And then I think when you're in a a business that you never know, like girls with glasses, we're always waiting for sponsors and over and over, you know, sponsors come to us and hire us. I think every time that happens is an answer to a prayer. I want, Heavenly Father doesn't want, he wants us to be successful if we're willing to work really hard and put ourselves out there. So I feel like every time that we get a client that comes to us over and over, we know that it's because of him. And you know, so I see Heavenly Father in almost everything that I do. And I'm really, I try to be really present in that and, and grateful and that's not always about money. Sometimes it's about just being there for someone or, or letting someone be there for you. And I don't know where I'm going with that, but (laughs) I have loved, um, learning from you and hearing from your experiences. And there's so, I guess that's one of the common themes with the people who we have, um, who we've interviewed is that here they are right now in their business, but there are so many events that have led up to this moment and they have all along the way been led and nudged by the spirit. And so, um, I, it's just a testament to me that Heavenly Father cares. Like he, he cares about our businesses. He cares because that's part of us. Like that's right. That's part of us. And I also love that he can use, um, you know, a YouTube channel, to make people happy in the fill of his love, 
they don't have to join the church. You know, like that's not, that's not it. Heavenly Father just really right. wants them to feel loved and happy in, in the good things they're doing. And you are doing a fantastic job at that. So thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> Um, well, we're so thankful that you would come join us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. And um, thanks, you guys, for listening. Bye. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that was so great. You are the best. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know it's sometimes hard because I Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.